are going to be doing Rooted for the next 10 weeks, and I am extremely excited about it. So I want to give an update just really quick on a couple things. Um, one is the leadership team is meeting for the first time in a while next Sunday. All right, I know some of you guys have questions about uh, the next lead pastor and everything. We're going to discuss that. So um, we have three candidates. One has left the ministry altogether um, because of uh, some reasons, but majority reason is the COVID situation within the church that he was pastoring. So um, anyway, so next Sunday, that's kind of the big topic that we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about um, uh, maybe serve, uh, changing the time of service, uh, going back to just one total service only. So just to keep you guys updated, if you guys ever have any questions about where we are in the process, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, there's really me, Lucy, Jeremy, Dawn, and Lewis that have the answers, and some of us, and none of us have all the answers. So um, anyway, so if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You'll start seeing some movement. Um, we are going to do Rooted for the 10 weeks. So once we start interviewing these candidates, they probably won't be speaking unless they want to speak on this specifically because I think this right here is going to help our church grow, not because it's the rooted book, but because it pulls everything out of this book. So, and it gets you guys involved. So all the facilitators have went through the rooted series. So feel free to ask them what it has done in their life. It has done a lot of things that causes you to get into a rhythm, all right? Most of the time, we just go about our day and have our normal um, things that we do, and for some reason, this is always this way, all right? We don't open this in our daily activities. And so hopefully this book will force you to open this book. All right, the scriptures that we've used through this book are already in here, but I encourage you to open up this book and highlight the scriptures that they're talking about. All right, so there are um, five days of every week there is a devotional, okay? Forces you to get into your Bible. That is what this is so good about, all right? Week one is not that way. Week one is more like the introduction tells you what is expected. And there's a lot of things that is um, expected out of you. One of the things is confidentiality, all right? We want people to open up with what their struggles are, all right? Because a lot of times we don't have that group that we can talk to, and then we just let it go in, and we never let it out. And so we don't tell people we can't get other brothers and sisters to help us because we don't open up enough. So at our... Um, rooted that we did for 10 weeks, we had some just amazing conversations. We got to learn a lot about each other. Um, I had no idea how awesome, how energetic Heather is. It is amazing. Like, we could probably rip all Brownsburg up by ourselves, me and her. Okay? So, and her husband would just do this the whole time. 
That's exactly how that conversation went in our house. Every time she started talking, and Elizabeth's like, I feel you. I understand how you feel about this. But in all honesty, like, certain lessons brought out certain things in people that you just didn't expect or to know what they're, like, you didn't see that struggle in their life, and then when they opened up about it, it just, it was a magical thing that God did during our rooted. And that's why I felt so passionate to bring it to the church. And so anyone in this room, all right, there's a night of the week. The only night we're not doing this is Saturday. So find a night that you can devote maybe an hour and a half to two hours to God once a week. And then each lesson takes like 15 minutes but you know you only get out of something what you put into it, all right? So I challenge you not to just do it for 15 minutes. You can. You can rush through it, right? I was the best crammer in high school, right? Hey, we got a test coming in a month. It's over this, two hours before the class, all right? That's how I studied. And guess what I got out of school? Nothing, all right? Nothing. That's why my English is so amazing. That's why my... Mexican, I mean, my Spanish is so amazing. So, um, anyway, in all honesty, like, that's how I treated school. All I had to do in school was to make sure I didn't have an F so I could play sports. That's all I cared about, school. All right? But I pay for it now sometimes because my studying habits are terrible. So, but it is what you get, what you put into this is what you're going to get out of it. So I challenge you to really read these weekly devotions, these daily devotions, and really answer the questions. Like, after each day, they ask simple questions. They're not hard until you really put into or really answer the question honestly and sincerely. You can do a quick, yeah, I pray. Yeah, I'm hurting. But, like, really write in there what you're going through. And then when you meet up with your group, open up. It's not more of you answering questions as much as it's just building that relationship with other brothers and sisters in Christ. We had several nights there that people at our uh, rooted, that people got emotional. And people that Quite frankly, I didn't know they had emotion in them. So to see them open up and to let God work on their hearts and the way he did was just amazing. So I want to look at a scripture that I did not tell Leah. She's going to hurt me. And uh, Jeremiah 17. So she, she's not going to have it on the screen unless she's quick. All right, Jeremiah 17. I just want to look at this really quick um, scripture that um, that I read the other day that was really that really spoke to me uh, five through eight Leah if you can get that up quick if not don't worry about it. Jeremiah seventeen five through eight I am reading out of the Holman Christian if you're pulling it up on your um, phone if you want to follow the same uh, one I'm reading out of it says this this is what the Lord says. All right, important. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind, who makes human flesh his strength, 
and turns his heart from the Lord. All right? That scripture right there is something we need to make sure we understand. Man is going to fail us. All right? He is going to do things that we're not going to like. He's going to say something that we don't like. And then we're just going to be failed by man. He will be like a juniper in the Araba. He cannot see when good comes, but dwells in the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land where no one lives. So I'm a big, I love the enduring word commentary. And in here, it talks about this plant specifically that you just read in verse 6. And so I started looking up this, this tree, and it's this beautiful, amazing-looking tree. And when you look at it, it is literally in dry, nasty, like there's no way a plant can grow there. And it's very pretty, big, luscious leaves, these huge, beautiful green fruit. Like if you're in a desert and you see that tree, you're thinking, God, oh my gosh, I found that tree. You go up and you grab that fruit and it plucks right out of there and then you open it and it and it's full of cobwebs and bugs and literally has nothing in it. And that's man. He has nothing. Without God, he has nothing. And so many times we rely on man and not God. But look at 7. It says, "Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord." whose confidence indeed is the Lord. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots out toward a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes, and its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. That's the God we serve. Even in these super tough times that we have in our life, if we are planted and rooted in him, even in the toughest times, he will get us through. We will still produce amazing fruit. So, with these books, on the very front, it has a couple things in it. It says, rooted, connected with God, the church, and your purpose. And that's basically the three things that this book is going to cover. It's going to cover those things, all right? So we need to connect with God. What's that look like? The Bible said God wants us to call him Father. There's many people in this world that have never grown up with a father. The statistics, if you read it, the majority of people that do not grow up with a father in their home end up in jail, in prison. They live a terrible life. Majority, not all, majority. All right? God wants us to call him Father because he is there for us. We need to learn to connect with God. He's so important. He plays such a valuable role in our life. You'll discover new adventures with God in this book. There's nothing hard in this book. We're going to talk about the topics that you're going to go over each week. There really is no topic that's like, oh man, I'm so excited, that's like going to be life-changing. But overall, as a whole book, it's life-changing. It talks about a couple, I'll go to them. You got them up, Leah? All right. Who is God? 
Like, that's week, week two. Who is God? Like, you, do, you figure out and find out who God actually is. Like, those of us that are saved are like, we already know who he is. But it just speaks to you in such a different way. Third week, how does God speak to us? Now, I've talked about this a couple times uh, up here because that week was an amazing week. When we pray, we think about prayer as just you talking to God, and then we go on our day. But this chapter challenges you to listen to what God has to say to you, all right, and how he speaks to you. So let me, I don't, I'm not a dreamer. Last night, I had the oddest dream, and I'm like, God, are you trying to tell me something? I do not know what's going on right now. But for some reason, the church was packed. I was at home. People are like, we're waiting for Jason. I cannot figure out how to get dressed. I'm trying to leave the house, but they won't let me leave. And I'm like, what is going on? And then everyone starts leaving, and then another church shows up, and they're still waiting on me. I cannot figure out what that means, and I hope God's not trying to talk to me through that dream, but I'm just saying, I just wanted to throw that out there because I just thought it was so funny that I knew today I was going to talk about this uh, chapter in three about praying, and I had this, and it talked about visions and uh, dreams, and I had that dream, and I was like, oh my gosh, God, what are you trying to tell me? I do not know what this means, and so um, I don't have a dream interpreter that I can go to, so if you know what that means, let me know. And we'll go from there, all right? Week four, um, oh, back to three. Week three has a prayer experience. And I know you guys have heard us talking about this. It was a three-hour prayer, right? You hear that, like, three-hour prayer. Who the heck can pray for three hours? I can't pray for three minutes, right? So let me tell you how amazing that was. That, that three hours went by like that. And if you see over here, they're shaking their heads, all right? The reason they're shaking their heads is they went to sleep because they were in the hottest room in the church building. Um, not, I'm just kidding. They talked about how amazing it was for them just to sit there and really just talk and listen, talk and listen, talk and listen. Uh, Peter Settle, when you guys get an opportunity to talk to him, ask him about his prayer time. I don't want to spoil it for him because I'm sure he's going to talk about it in week three when it comes up to it. But... There's going to be a time that your group is going to set aside at some point during these 10 weeks to fast, to come together, to have group prayer, right? Who here has ever prayed in front of a group? Okay. Who hasn't prayed in front of a group? Okay. Okay. Did you raise your hand? Did you, have you ever prayed in front of a group, honey? Okay. Well, she didn't that night. I'm going to call her out. But anyway, um, like... It's different, but here's the thing that you've got to remember through prayer is all prayer is is you communicating to God and other people get the privilege to hear it. That's all that is. So don't ever give up the opportunity to pray in front of people. All right? I remember the first time I was in a church service and the pastor said, Hey, Brother Jason, will you close us out in prayer? I mean instant. Sweat everywhere. It was crazy. I was so nervous. But now it doesn't bother me because I've learned that that is just a conversation between you and God that other people get the privilege to hear. So really brace yourself for that time. Like the fasting, take that serious. Um, come together, group prayer. You break up. 
you pray individually like we prayed with our spouses or separately. I didn't pray with my wife. She gets the privilege of praying with me every day. So I didn't pray with her. But in all honesty, like, take that serious. Um, and then number four, where is God in the midst of suffering? So where is God in the midst of suffering? That is a question that we all have asked. Where is God in this? Why is God allowing this to happen? Great chapter to read and to learn from. Number five is there is an enemy. His name is Satan. All right, and he is real. And he is going around trying to seek who he can devour. He's there, all right? He's there. Number six, how can I make the most of my life? There's two parts to that. Um, there's some stories that go with that. Super good chapter six and seven. Number eight, how does God view money? And that will give you a whole new perspective on why and why it's important for tithes and offerings and other things, not just for the church. All right? Number nine, why and how should I tell others? All right? You get to share your testimony. I love sharing my testimony. I love telling people what God had pull, has pulled me out of. I love telling that God has saved my marriage more times than I can count. Heck, he saved it on the vacation. All right? We had one bad day, but it was still in God's beautiful country. So, but um, anyway, like, in all honesty, um, you know, tell people what God has done in your life. Some of you guys have some crazy stories. Like, I'm not sure this dude's telling the truth. I think he's a storyteller. But it's facts. Like, God can do these things. He can pull you out of these situations that you are in, and then number 10, why is church important, all right, and so those are the 10 chapters, and then you have a celebration, and all these things, but I'm super excited to see what you guys get out of this, but again, you get what you put in, all right, don't rush through it, don't rush through it, take your time, do your studies, listen to what God has for you, all right, the second part is you will connect with the church. Church is not this building. That is not what church is. It's not a program, but it's you guys. You guys are the church, all right? We're basically going to have five to six little small churches around everyone. We're going to talk about this in Acts 2 here in just a minute. But you guys need to go and get everything you can out of each other, all right? I love the story about when Lewis went down, all right? He didn't call Rashad. He didn't call Jason. Well, he didn't call anybody. Amanda didn't call Jason. <laughs> Amanda didn't call Rashad. She called Clinton, his Thrive Community buddy. All right? His Thrive Community buddy. And then he told everybody else. But these are the relationships they built, and these are the relationships you want you guys to build with one another. I love when Ralph comes to work and he talks about what they did in Rooted. I love that he said to me, I didn't need to listen to Jeff's sermon. I already heard it. Like, that's awesome that Jeff has enough confidence to share that with Ralph, to ask, hey, man, how's this sound? What should I do? Like, we need these people in our lives, all right? We'll take the buddy that wants to take us to the bar. We'll take the buddies that want to take us to the club, but we don't want the buddy that will take us to the Bible. 
And that's our problem as Christians, is we have all the cool buddies, but we don't have the godly buddies. We need the buddy that's going to take you to this. We need the family member that's going to take us to this, all right? So when we think about church, it's you guys, it's not us, all right? But here's the thing. I said it earlier, we're going to screw up, and that's why you have to have that relationship with God who will not, all right? He will not screw up. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He'll allow you to fall if you walk away from him. He'll allow it, but he wants you. He wants you to love him, all right? And then the purpose. God designed us, all right? He designed us for a relationship. I've said this many times. This book pulled that out for me, the relationship part, right? I don't believe in a religion. I believe in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And before we start this Rooted series, I pray that everyone is saved. But if they're not, I pray that they see through Rooted uh, who is God in these two. Like, who is God? You need to have a personal relationship with him. He has never failed me, guys. I've walked away, but he's never failed me. Not one time. Turn to Acts, chapter 2. I'm in the right spot here. This verse that we're about to go over is actually on page 10 in this book. All right, week one, page 10. All right. Is that the whole, okay, that's the whole thing. I'll read it out of here again. All right. It says this in verse 42. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. Then fear came over everyone, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and had everything in common. So they sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as anyone, as anyone had a need. And every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex. I want to stop right there. Every day. It wasn't once a week for 45 minutes. All right, three songs, an offering, a message, and we go home. Every day they met. We're asking you to do this every day in the comfort of your own home for at least 15 minutes. That's all we're asking. Five days. It's five lessons. So you actually get a day off. You come to Sunday, you hear the message, five days, and you even get a day off. All right? So they did this every day. And every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. I don't care about church growth. I care about your growth. I care about what you get out of this. I don't care if we don't grow one person from this rooted, because I grew so much spiritually through these 10 weeks. And I hope you guys can get 
that much out of it as well. All right? It says on page six of Rooted, when you guys get it, all right, there's seven rhythms of Rooted. Your daily devotion, your prayer, freedom from stronghold, sacrificial generosity, serving the community, sharing your story, and celebration. Those are the seven rhythms that you should get used to. All right? Hopefully prayer and daily devotion are already in your normal rhythm. But if they're not, I challenge you to make that your normal rhythm. I challenge you to do all of these things that Rooted is saying. The seven rhythms of Rooted. I'm so excited about this opportunity. We have these books if you do not have one. All right, after service, we're going to scroll those names and phone numbers again, okay, so you guys can write them down. The leaders then will turn around and send texts out to people. So if there's a leader, you need to call them if they don't know your number so they can get you in their group chat, all right? Through the week, send little things out to each other that you hear, all right? We did that, and sometimes it turned into this crazy mess of funniness, and sometimes it was serious. But now we have this rooted family. And when we all get to do this together, we really, 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 really can change the world. But it's something we got to want to do. I want you guys to get how important it is. You're going to get out of this what you put into it. If it's just another thing that I have to add to my schedule, you're not going to get anything out of it. But if you're going to build on your relationship with Jesus, you're going to get so much out of it. So much. There's so many things in here. In the introduction, it talks about how rooted all got started. All right? It didn't even start in America. That's what I think is super cool. It started with the, um, who's the James Taylor uh, tribe that he used to be, that he used to teach to? You remember? Yeah. The Swahi people, that's what it was. I couldn't remember. All right? That's where this all started. From some tribe in Kenya, Africa is where this started. All right? And they've seen thousands of people come to know Christ because of the way their families changed. Like people saw a difference in them. When you walk away from that old life and put on your new life through Christ, People should see a change. They should see a difference in you. All right? I have seen huge differences in people that have come to know Christ. And not only have I seen it, I've seen other people notice it that aren't Christians, and they're like, man, this dude has changed. Like, they see it. They've noticed it. All right? And some people are turned off by that, but man, I'm excited when I see that. So exciting to see that people want to have Jesus in their life daily. Every second they're alive. You need him. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but the United States is falling apart, right? I think we can all agree to that. It doesn't matter what political party you're in, it's falling apart, right? It's just going downhill. Like they're taking Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head and all these things off the shelf. For like, I read a statistic the other day, it's like 20% of America wants that. 
20%. 80% of everyone else is like, why? But I tell you what, they're not going to change. They're going to try. They're going to try to change our belief in Jesus Christ. They're going to tell us eventually we can't meet. They're going to tell us eventually we can't do these things, and that's why we got to be rooted in him. We got to know when they close these doors and won't let us in that we have to know our Bible. We have to be rooted and able to get to that living water when it's time. That's why in the very first part of this, every single lesson, there is a memory verse that I want you to learn. I will tell you that out of the people that attended our um, rooted, that not one of us can tell you any of those scriptures. But they want you, they want you to memorize them. Alright? So that rhythm we never picked up. But in all honesty, if you're good at memorizing verses, remember them. Because eventually, unless you're a good hider, that's going to disappear. All right? It's going to go away. You have to have it in here and in here. All right? So please, I, I, I can't beg you anymore to get involved in a rooted. All right? I know some of your guys' schedules are set. That's why we were very passionate about getting somebody every day of the week. There's got to be a day of the week that you can set aside for an hour to an hour and a half to go meet with somebody, all right, to go meet with your rooted family. If you need a book, after we pray, see me. They're $15. If you don't have the money, don't feel bad. Just say, I don't have the money, all right? We'll hand you the book. We're just trying to get some of it because if you put a little bit into it, you'll get a little bit more. You'll want to, I paid 15 bucks for this book. I'm going to do it, all right? And don't just let your kids have it and just do this to it so you can't read your notes, all right? So... Anyway, um, but seriously, we have, I think, ten copies left, maybe actually seven, all right, because three of them are spoken for. So we have seven copies right now. If we run out of copies and I can order them this week, we'll have them by week two, week one. In all honesty, you don't really need them, but you do need them by week two, okay? So I challenge you guys to get into this. And we do have some guests, so they don't attend regularly. And I'm not even sure where they live. Where do you live, John? Okay. So, a little distance away. But I challenge you to start a group, okay? It's, I mean, it's really that amazing to me. Like, it's life-changing. So, anyway, if you guys would stand, we're going to have a word of invitation. All right? If you guys don't know what that is or what that means or why most churches do a song at the end, some of them put on a production. We're not a, a production-type church. I mean, we're not even live streaming right now. Podcasts will probably not even come through because it's not going to be loud enough. But what we do want you to do is to start a personal relationship with Jesus. And we call this an altar that has no pad for you to kneel your knees on, and it probably hurts really bad if you did anyway. But we invite you to give your life to Christ. We invite you to start a personal relationship with him and it's so simple like when you guys get to that verse and we want you guys to invite people within your community or your friend group that doesn't attend church on the rock that's okay like that's how important it is we want you to have that with with these people but all you have to do is understand that you're a sinner that you do wrong that you're not perfect all right i hope you all know that like we're, none of us in this room are perfect all right and we need a Savior, and his name is Jesus, and he came, and he did live a perfect life. And he willingly 
died on the cross. He could have done that, and it could have stopped the whole thing, but he didn't. He willingly was beaten beyond recognition for you and for me. But the greatest part of that whole story is the grave couldn't hold him. And he rose again on the third day. And all you have to do is ask Jesus in your heart, tell him you believe that, and then start your relationship. All right? It's better than any friend. He's there at any moment. You never have to worry about, man, if I text him, he's probably not going to respond. He's there now. He's there. All right? And so that's why we do an invitation. You don't have to come up here and kneel on the ground. You can do it right in your chair. I've heard of many people driving home after thinking about the message and pull off on the side of the road and pray. I've heard people not even pull off on the side of the road, just start crying and talking and get saved as they drive down the road. And those are great stories. I don't have that great story. I sat in a hard pew, heard a message, prayed a prayer. That was my story. But I can, there's a whole lot to go with that, and I'll share that when we get to that week in that section. But anyway, let's pray, and then we're going to have a song of invitation. Dear God, Lord, we, we thank you once again just for the opportunity. Lord, I pray that through these next 10 weeks, that we build an amazing relationship with you. Lord, I pray that if we don't have a relationship right now, that, Lord, that's the first thing that they come to know. Come to know the saving power of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that as we go through and look at all these 10 weeks, really turns into about eight lessons with the double lesson. But Lord, I pray that our relationship just keeps growing. And Lord, I pray that we get into the rhythm of daily devotion, that we get in the rhythm of daily prayer, that we get into the rhythm of just loving you fully. Lord, loving you in the good times, loving you in the rough times, and loving you when our life is on cruise control. Lord, I pray that we understand the relationship is a two-way relationship. Lord, we know you are always there. But Lord, we pray that we can always be there as well. Lord, I pray that if there's one here that has walked away, Lord, if there's some here that were saved years ago, but Lord have kind of put you on the back burner that they will push you back in front. Lord, that they will call upon your name, that they will seek forgiveness, they will rededicate and come to know you on that personal relationship again. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to lead out in this in this ten week journey. Lord, I pray that everyone in this room will find a night of the week that they can set aside to meet up with their rooted group. Lord, I pray that you give each of us at least 15 minutes, which I know we have it, but we waste so much time through the day that we have at least 15 minutes, if not 30 minutes, that we can do our daily study 
Lord, that we can write down our prayers, that we can write down our answers, and then, Lord, that we can discuss it authentically with our group. Lord, we, we love you. Lord, I love you. I thank you for the amazing sun that is here in Indiana. I thank you for the amazing heat that you allowed me to experience this past week. Lord, I just ask that you continue to watch over us. Lord, I pray that you'll be with us during this song. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Surrender. 
All I am is yours. I love that song. I love that Tyler texts and asks questions about the sermon. And I'm like, I'm in Mexico. What are you calling me for? And she picks songs that end exactly how God wanted them to end. And so make him yours. Stand for him. All right, let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much once again for this day. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the men that spent time to write this rooted book. Lord, we we thank you for your word, and we thank you for um, everything that is centered around that book is first centered around your book. Lord, we just ask that you just continue to be with us. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all that you do. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week. This podcast is a ministry of Church on the Rock, building his body, breaking our barriers. If you would like to learn more, please visit our website at www.churchontherockbb.com.